sing these songs because the Lord opened my eyes just when I said Zechariah chapter 10 and I started to see a river flow. This is what I was seeing. That's why I started to sing. Ezekiel 47 it is. The river that heals. The river that lifts. This is part of the meeting. It's part of the meeting. God is already doing things in our lives. Yes, you reign, you 
Shalom, 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 people of God. Shalom, evening, everybody. I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Alright. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well. Alright, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. I believe you can all hear me, please. Alright, alright, alright. We bless God. You want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Tell them that it is time to delve deep into the word of God. Invite your friends and loved ones. Invite them, invite them quickly as we take a deeper delve and a dive into the Word of God. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise and the glory. We honor you for this wonderful evening in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Who is he that said the thing and it cometh to pass when the Lord decreed it not? In the mighty name of Jesus, this evening we give you all the praise and all the glory. Wherever you are, you want to lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord. Mighty God, we thank you, we honor you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus. We honor you, mighty God, we give you all the glory. Ipande meleo frasizo malakataya ketangis katuma agina kate ilegia sovedima karatashtoa apangentelekes kilomadiana more ipakati satu vlamia kasolaya ikrasene melenaya. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We honor you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For your loving kindness, your tender mercies. Thank you for your faithfulness. Eternal one, we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We honor you this wonderful evening. This is another day that you have made. Therefore, Lord, we ask that your grace will shine forth on us as light. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open our eyes, O Lord, into your word. And we pray that whatever the enemy has released, even against us, that prevents us from understanding your word. 
as we lift up our voices in prayer lord clear it off our way and open up our hearts even to receive the gracious words even from your scriptures in the mighty name of the lord jesus your word is already anointed therefore let your word come forth with power that it might impart grace even into your audience that they will grow thereby we give you all the glory and we honor you this evening in jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah 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 glory to jesus i'm so excited to have everybody here this evening i believe that by the time we are we will be done with this evening service you are going to get bullets of the word of god that you put it in your gun you will shoot it at the enemy he will go down and will never rise in the mighty name of the lord jesus the gracious lord will open our eyes even into deeper dimensions of the scriptures and he will bless us with heavenly enlightenment and understanding in the name of the lord jesus amen Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, we thank God for this evening. There is a great gift that the Lord has given unto us. And I believe that it is another moment for him to stretch forth even his hand of glory upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, for some time now we have been going into the scriptures studying about our journey back to God and how things are going to be and I think um, I think last three days or two days we spoke about the coming of the Lord we actually touched on just the surface and we are believing God that he will take us into the depth even of his word that our eyes will be opened even to get more understanding on what he God has purposed for us in the name of the Lord Jesus hallelujah all right glory to Jesus glory to Jesus now before we move into um, the Bible I want to open the floor for just two questions just two questions if you have any question that you want to ask you can ask right now just two questions you can ask so that um, the Lord will help us with the answers before we delve deep into um, that which God has purposed for us in the name of Jesus all right any question any question any question somebody said the issue of grace and works what is taking us to heaven I think you should follow most of our teachings you would have a lot of understanding even um, because this thing will take me back and it was it will deviate me from the message that I've um, planned to teach uh-huh. 
we concerning our teaching have actually explained several times that our focus is not going to heaven if it is heaven then believing in the lord jesus has done that for you if only it is about heaven then believing in the lord jesus has given you that visa we are not going to heaven necessarily there is something greater than heaven that is what we are going to achieve and in fact the word works can you all hear me please good the word works that you have brought here it's actually ambiguous because there are so many dimensions of works the other day james was talking to us and he said just as faith without he said just as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead so we have the works of faith when if you have faith the faith must actually produce works are you following so if you have faith in the lord jesus you must work so it is actually the faith that is pushing you to work one of the let me give an example it is like this i am in christ i believe in the lord jesus and according to the word of god i was told that taking care of orphans and widows is also as a sign of pure religion and faith that is what my faith taught me from the bible that i believe so i began to take care of orphans and of widows do you know that i am working but the working i am working actually is as a result of my faith so at that point when somebody sees me taking care of orphans and widows it is actually a manifestation of the faith that i have and it is actually by our works of faith that god is going to judge us and understand anytime you hear the word judgment it is not that you are you have lined up before god and god is saying that you either go to hell that is not like that for believers and i can go forward to prove a lot of things to you but it will actually deviate me from what i want to talk about the judgment of believers are very it is actually very different the judgment of believers is totally different it is not going to be heaven and hell matter once you are a believer hell is out of your line forget about it don't let anybody deceive you once you are a believer of christ that is why the other time i asked the question if you claim that you are saved what caused you to be saved if you say it was by the believing in jesus that made you saved if you have not stopped believing in jesus you are still saved but the salvation is not only by saying i have believed so that is all because believing in the lord jesus is just the starting point there are dimensions in salvation are you following good 
there are dimensions in salvation. We grow in salvation. That is why the Bible said with joy, we shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. We will need, we will need that water for our life as a plant to grow and progress. So if you say that I am saved and you begin to do anything you want to do, you are actually the same person that is going to suffer when it comes to the kingdom power and dimensions. Because the reason why we are saved and we still don't sin is because there is something precious that has been promised to us that we are looking for. It is in the glorious kingdom of God. And that is what we are yearning for. So put this at the back of your mind. Once you are a believer in Christ, forget about hell. Some of you will never understand. Some of your pastors will even insult me when they hear this. But when we all stand before God, you will know. <laughs> so put this at the back of your mind. Our focus is not going to heaven. If that is your focus, then this platform is not for you. And being straight to, if you want to go to heaven, then you are saved. Tell Jesus to come when you sleep tonight. Tell him to come and take you to heaven. Yeah, it's as simple as that. The reason why you got saved and you, you still did not, you were not taken to heaven straightforward is that there is something you have to do on this earth. So if your pastor is so focused on gathering people, telling them things to do so that they can go to heaven, he's not preaching the gospel. He's not preaching the gospel of the kingdom. We were not sent to preach to people so that they will go to heaven. No. We were sent to preach to people to repent and receive the kingdom. That is why he said repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. When you receive the kingdom, you begin to live the kingdom life. And as you are living the kingdom life on earth, you are extending God's kingdom gradually to the moment where the kingdom fully appears. That is when Jesus appears the second time. This is what is ahead of believers. We are not trying to run away to heaven. So if you have, you have believed in the Lord Jesus and you are still fornicating, you are still stealing, you are still doing all these things, you are actually wasting the precious gift of salvation that God has given you. And when we all who followed God, by the gift of salvation in us when we follow the principles of god we are actually preparing even ahead of us glorious treasures are you following so put that at the back of your mind I don't want to be hearing grace and works, what is happening. So right now that um, grace and it, we have gone beyond that. This is not the time of fighting how we, we are going to heaven or what will happen, what will take us to heaven, what will take us to heaven. I'm sure I will, I will not be in the best position to answer that question. So maybe if you ask um, the pastor that is focused on taking people to heaven, he will explain things for you. My assignment is not to take people to heaven. My assignment is to let people receive more of God's kingdom and enter into the depth of God's kingdom. I believe you are hearing me, Ajahn Smith Samuel.
good? That is a very good question because a lot of people don't have understanding about these things. In fact, we just asked for many of us to get to know that this is actually the, the reality.、Uh-huh. So, it is actually a very good question that a lot of people needed answers to. And you have really been a blessing to somebody right now. So, please just put that at the back of your mind. Great. I think I, I would have to take another question. Then we move on to. What God has purposed for us. Another question. You take the last question. Has somebody asked a question already that I didn't see? Okay, somebody said, Daddy, please, how do you locate the voice of God among the noise? This one is a practice. It is a practice. If you keep finding yourself in the midst of noisy places, it will be very difficult for you to hear God's voice. God is always speaking, but we really need to recognize His voice. That is why most of the times He would take people out of the midst of the entire people, hide them somewhere, and begin to train that person in the way to hear His voice. And as the person is learning, he will start picking how God speaks. You know, if you spend more time with God, that is the key spending more time with God. How do you spend time with God? How do you spend time with God? The first point of spending time with God is prayer. Many of us, we pray less in a day, we love to do our work and business. Than praying. So we pray in the morning when we wake up from bed. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me this wonderful day. I bless you in the name as I'm going out. Let everything. You did not talk to God. You were not communicating with Him. You just said things to Him and you left. And in the evening when you return, thank you, Lord, that a lot of evil things happened, but you saved me from it as I'm about to sleep. Keep watch over me in the name of Jesus. Then you sleep. Can you all hear me? Good. So you see, so to you, you think you are communicating with God, but you are, when we look into the matter critically, you are the one saying things to God. You, know, you are not even waiting for God to say something to you. And the more you spend time with God, the more you hear God's voice. Because a A, a lot of women can gather speaking. Your mother will be among them. But when your mother speaks, you can quickly decode that、hey, this is the voice of my mom. Because you have spent time with your mother more than those women. So the more you spend time with God, the more you learn His voice. And the first way to spend time with God is in prayer. And that prayer changes the way you pray. If you want to know God, listen, there are so many ways of prayer. Many of you, anytime you hear the word prayer, you think of lunch prayer fire. <laughs> anytime you hear prayer, you start focusing on that is one, just one form of prayer. 
That is, and I wish we could all have this understanding. Let me say something. Do you know that the way God actually made things, we were not supposed to ask of any physical thing through prayer. That is how God made it. Prayer was a certain unique and spiritual way that you would communicate with God. So if it is money you are looking for, you are not supposed to pray. You are supposed to command money to appear. Not prayer. Because God made prayer specifically for dealings. You get it? It's like you and your beloved going to have time under the lavish tree hmm? on the lavish bench when you meet you talk about matters that concerns both of you you bring out things from within yourselves you see that that is when the men will gather words and when they meet the woman you are the sunshine of my life when i look into your eyes I begin to see the, the whole earth rolling like a ball in your eyes. <laughs> you have started, you have become a prophet right now. That is how prayer is supposed to be. That is the reason why. Those of you who do not speak in tongues, prayer will be very difficult for you because you will pray for 15 minutes, you will not even know what to say again. You don't know what to say again. So when the Bible talks to us about Jesus who prayed throughout the night, you just don't know what he was actually praying for. And I remember one prophet of God said he was in prayer one time when Jesus appeared to him. And when Jesus appeared to him, he asked Jesus a question that anytime the Bible says you pray throughout the night, what, what actually were you praying for? Then Jesus smiled at him and said, let me take you there. Jesus took him in the spirit to the times in Israel when he appeared. When he was praying. And when the man was standing there seeing Jesus pray. These were the things that Jesus was actually saying. Jesus would tell the father all the things that happened in the course of the day. Father, right after prayer this dawn when I descended the mountains. You know, I, I saw my disciples gathered. They were with some women whose children were vexed with negative spirits. I began to pray for them and your grace manifested and I casted out devils from them by your grace on my life. From that point, I moved to this house and this. That was the prayer Jesus was praying to the Father that he prayed throughout the night. And he would pray and pause for a while and laugh and answer as if he's hearing somebody speak to him. What? He's talking.
if he's speaking with a friend. So, oh, so then the father will also speak. Wow, I really showed up at that moment. You remember that woman whose son was called Emmanuel? That Emmanuel could not speak, that you prayed for him. That is how I made it happen. I called this angel, this angel, and the, then Jesus will be, Wow, I saw something like that, but I did not really see the other side. Then God will show him. So this happened. This He will be there throughout the night. What are you talking about? And once he's talking to God, all of a sudden, after talking to him about the whole day, what happened, he will now pause and wait on what God will say concerning the, the next day. Then God will start speaking to him. This day that you are about to move, this will happen. You are going to pray for 275 sick people. When you, about 110 of them will have issues with this. About 55 will have issues with this. God will in fact go deep and specify things. So Jesus will descend from the mountain knowing whatever is ahead of him in the course of the day. When he, come, when he, when he finishes with everything, he will come and give a report to God and listen to what God is also saying. Just look at that. This is prayer. This is prayer. So there are moments where he's praying, God will tell him that, I want to do this thing with you, but there is something trying to stop it. So if you push yourself, if you fast for 14 days, then you will allow that hindrance to take, be taken out of your life so that I will step in there to fulfill what I want to do. So Jesus will fast because he heard the Father saying it in prayer. Some, when we hear prayer, that is good. That is why there are many of us, if it is not lunch prayer fire, if it is not a church gathering where we are praying, we can't even pray. I'm telling you the truth. Have you realized that even the way we, we pray, during lunch, prayer, fire, and priesthood time is actually changing. Have you seen that the declarations look like they, they, they look more than the prayer? Are you seeing something like that? When you begin, to, when you spend time with God to an extent, you, you, you legislate, you speak to things to change. Well, it's not time that, oh God, please, we beg you. Looking at the way things are, please, we beg you. Take away our financial problem. Lord, please, we beg you. Lord, you are not praying. You are lamenting. You are not praying. People will go like, oh Lord, And they think they are praying. You are lamenting. Even though there is a moment where you pour out your heart to God. But listen to me. God will never come down to work for you. What he has given you the power to do it yourself. 
I'm telling you. He said, Behold, I give you power to trample over serpents and scorpions and upon all the powers of the enemy. So God has given you grace. He has given you power to command evil things to get out of your life. When you stand, you command. Prayer is for God. It's for you and God to talk on love basis. Huh? It is about love matters between yourself and God. That is when, when you are talking, when you come before God, God will look deep into your heart and you will see that no, pride is growing in your heart. God will look into your heart and see that no, you have started lying small, small. If you don't take care of this one, it will grow and it will hinder you from receiving a lot of glorious things in life. God will tell you the things you have done, the things that are growing in your heart. I'm telling you. That is why anytime you are going to God in prayer, you go like a, a mere man. Then he, God, will build you up. When you are descending from the presence of God, <laughs> you are not like any other man again. You can handle issues that other men cannot handle. It is because if you spend more time bowing before God, you spend little time standing in front of men. But what do we see now? Anytime we are going to God to pray, it is either what we need. What we need from God. But you know, a lot of things are not going well with my, with my I need money, Lord. Lord, you better give me money, oh Lord. Lord, you better work things for me. You better, you better. Hey! May God help us in the name of Jesus. So please put that at the back of your mind. That's why there are so many dimensions of prayers. We have what we call supplication. We have what we call intercession. There are so many levels in prayer. And it beyond the way we pray. So if you are here, you better learn how to grow with God alone. That is where we call the secret place. And most of the times, the prayer that you are only with God, nobody even hears it. Nobody hears it. That is why most people, when they hear us praying, paya, 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 they think that is the only way we are praying. And they say, you see, you think you are praying, you are not praying. You don't understand May the Lord help us and grant us divine grace in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, all right. I'm not going to take any other question, maybe when we are about ending. Now, this evening, I want to take time to touch on something that we talked about the other time. We spoke about the coming of the Lord the coming of the lord the coming 
of the Lord. And I told us, according to the scriptures we read and all those things that we studied, we came to a conclusion that this Jesus that we are seven, he has actually come. Let me pause here so that people will think through what I just said. This Jesus we are talking about, he has actually come. Amen. Can you all hear me, please? Good. And I said, how did he come? Now, you remember a time came the Egyptians, the Egyptians did evil against God. And God decided to bring judgment upon Egyptians. But now, listen to how God said it. When he said he was coming to judge the Egyptians. Isaiah chapter 19 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 19 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 19 verse 1. Somebody supposed to hear. Isaiah chapter 19 verse 1 good the bible says the bedding of egypt behold the lord rideth upon a swift cloud and shall come into egypt and the idols of egypt shall be moved at his presence and the heart of egypt shall melt in the midst of it look at that is there anywhere recorded in the bible that the lord appeared in egypt physically that if the egyptians were there immediately the lord appeared there is there any scripture that has recorded something like that before are you all with me here Don't, don't sleep. If you are eating, put the food aside. <laughs> because if I stop, you will be the one in trouble, not me. I've been assigned by God to help all of us. So there is a precious and a priceless opportunity. Don't take it for granted. I'm telling you. You go for Bible schools, people pay uh, for seminars. They pay before they teach them these things. Some of even if I'm doing something and I'm not even able to come online, it will look like I have sinned against God and the whole world. Hey, man of God, why didn't you come? What stopped you from coming? That we waited and waited, so you did not come. Hey, Jesus. I have come, so now listen to me, you are eating. 
We will say amen, amen, amen. You will not even respond. Hey! <laughs> These things are serious things, sensitive and delicate matters that we really need to take time to have understanding about that because many of us have been deceived about the coming of the Lord. We have been deceived. We have been deceived. The Lord is now bringing to us salvation to set you free from deception and you don't want to listen that some of you till now when you hear that jesus is coming again fear grips your heart what is wrong with you what message have you listened to who taught you that there is fear for the believer of christ when his christ is coming what is wrong with you when did you ever hear that the bride groom see that the bride is coming and he's afraid when did you hear that when did it happen where has it even happened before that i'm waiting for my bride to come and when they tell me that hey the bride is coming and i am afraid who does that but they tell you that your jesus whom you have believed is coming again and you are afraid because they have told you something about the Jesus and his coming that is not true. And God is helping you to open your eyes to the truth and you are still eating and sleeping. And you are not typing too. <laughs> Don't worry. If you still want your Akuma to, to go, Go and listen to those messages. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey. I see. My team go for everybody. Then somebody is busy to intimidate people. Or you can call in and say it is when the lumen so asaya ma. Hey. To say why wouldn't you move moody because when you my ma, you know we didn't show up on Sunday busy. Amen. All right, all right, all right. We bless God. Now, God was coming to Israel, to Egypt, to judge them. But we have never read in the Bible that God appeared in Egypt. That this is me, God. I am in Egypt. I am coming. And I came on a cloud. No, it is an apocalyptic language. Anytime God is about to judge a particular people for standing against him and his people it is called the coming of the Lord now when God is said to be coming he's coming for two main reasons 
the first one is for judgment and the second one is for salvation now the judgment is going to be on those that are against the lord and are not of him and the salvation is going to be for those that are for the lord in fact those that are for the lord are already waiting for his coming so when we say god is coming the people that are not of the lord that are not saved are those that must tremble they must run because judgment is coming upon them but we that are believers of the lord we are actually eagerly waiting for him hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 we are eagerly waiting for the lord to come so why should you be afraid when we say the lord is coming now so there are two categories of people those that are believers of christ and those that are not now christ is coming but in his coming to them that are believers of him he will save them and them that are not believers of him he will judge them so those that are believers of him that are waiting for him now understand that in waiting your eyes are always open gazed at a particular place waiting for him to come so when he appears it will not take you by surprise but those that are not waiting for him he appears to them like a thief in the night So when the Bible talks about the fact that Jesus will come as a thief in the night, it is not for believers. Hmm. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 downwards. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 downwards. Listen to what the Bible said. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 downwards. The Bible said, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Verse 3, the Bible said, When people say there is peace and security, which people? Destruction will strike them as suddenly as labor pains come to a pregnant woman and they will not be able to escape. So you see, when these guys are fortified in their sinful ways saying oh there is peace everywhere the day of the lord will come and destruction will come upon them and understand that the word of god said that day will come like a thief in the night now the bible said but ye brethren you are not in darkness 
that day should overtake you are not in darkness that the, that day should overtake you as a thief are you getting it you are all children of light and the children of the day so it is the thief that will come in the night but to us we are children of the day and that day is actually the glorious day that god is going to release that which he has purposed for us oh hallelujah now there are so many things that will actually happen when the lord comes put this at the back of your mind as we are here right now we are waiting for the coming of the lord the lord will come the word of god said in the book of hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 the word of god said so from verse 27 indeed just as people are destined to die once and after that to be judged so the messiah was sacrificed once now put this at the back of your mind this death that the bible is talking about is not the one people die physically and they put them in a coffin to bury them are you getting it because let me let me be very plain with you if you think that is it then do you know that there are certain people who will not die till Jesus appears? According to the scriptures we read in the book of Matthew 24, Jesus would come, people would not die. And even during his second time appearance, where our glorious body will be changed, the Bible said, those that are dead in Christ will rise. Then we who are alive and remain, we shall be changed. So, there are certain people, any, any pastor that tells you everybody will die in this world is lying to you. It is not true. It is not biblical. And they will go and quote the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 that it is appointed unto men once to die. But after this, the judgment that means that if somebody does not die and Jesus comes, it means the person has missed that appointment. So if judgment will only take place when you die, what about those who will not die? Does that mean they will not be judged? Let me show you a certain scripture. Paul made a, a beautiful statement and he said, In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and 52. Oh, I love this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and 52. Listen clearly to what Paul is telling us. Listen to what Paul said. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. Paul is showing us a mystery. And this is the mystery that Paul is showing us. He said, we shall not all sleep. Are you getting it? We shall not all sleep. 
We will not all die, but we shall be changed. If you have a different version, you can post it here. Oh, I love this. And the ISV makes it clear. Say, Let me tell you a secret. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. We shall not all die. Not all of us will die. But all of us will be changed. Are you following? So that death that is appointed unto man to die once. Do you know that all men actually died when Adam sinned? Do you know? sinned we all died because god told adam and adam was a composite man we were all adam so everything adam did affected all of us so we actually died when adam sinned and that judgment was supposed to come upon us and in fact christ put all of us in him and we were judged in him <laughs> So that death is what the word of God is talking about in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. Paul said, I am showing you a certain secret. We shall not all die, but we shall be changed. So the main focus of Paul's teaching according to 1 Corinthians 15 was that it is, we are going to be changed. It is the changing that Paul was focused on. That is what we are waiting for. And during that moment of changing, we are going to look as Christ is looking now. That is when the Bible said, as he is, so are we. So Paul is telling us that we all are not going to sleep, but we will be changed. Now, verse 52, Paul said, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. Do you remember something here? Do you remember this trumpet that will sound? Are you sure you are following? Okay, let me take things slow for you to understand. Paul said something that we are all not going to die, but we will all be changed. So it is the changing that he's focusing on. And he said this changing will happen in a moment, in a moment, in a moment. 
And let me give you that scripture clearly so that in a moment we all we are going to be changed. And the Bible said in a moment the word Moment there is the word atomos, which means atom. Atom. So it is actually in our atoms that we are going to be changed. Oh. What is this atom? The atom is actually what makes up your DNA. So at that moment of our changing, God is going to change us from the DNA level. Then our bodies will now be changed and look like that of the Lord Jesus. This is what Paul is talking about. He said, there is something that will help us change. It is called at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. So when the Lord is descending in the book of First Thessalonians, now let's take things slowly so that we understand everything from the book of First Thessalonians, chapter four. Thank you, Holy Ghost. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15, even to 18. Let's take our time and read it carefully, one by one by one. Now follow. The Bible said, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Are you getting this clear? He said, this one we are saying it. To tell us those who will be alive till the Lord comes. That we are not going to take the lead. Or we are not going to go ahead of them that are dead in Christ. Then he went further to say, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And with the voice of the archangel. And with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. So, the day when the Lord Jesus is descending, on that day, he would descend with a shout, he would descend with the voice of the archangel, and he would descend with the, with the trumpet of God. It is that trumpet of God that will sound and will call all those that are dead to rise. Those that are dead in Christ to rise first. Are you following? Good. Now, when they rise first, what will happen? Verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this is the scripture that people say, call it rapture. And according to their theory about rapture, when the Lord comes, the dead people will, will, will be 
will, will rise from their graves. The Bible did not talk about grave. He said the dead in Christ will rise first. Where are they going to rise from? In Christ. So it is in Christ that they will rise from. Not in the grave. Anybody that believed in Jesus and is dead is not in the grave. They are in Christ. So it is in Christ that they will come from. <laughs> so if you are waiting for the graveyards to break, bah, then the sound will come. Ding! Then I could see the smart town will come out and they'll be walking like zombies. <laughs> ah! It will not happen. You see, many people think that at that time everybody will be dead. So Jesus will come, then those that are in the grave that believed in, they will come out of the oh, 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 oh. You let's take things slowly and listen to what the word of God is telling us. Those in Christ will rise first. Then we that are alive and remain. That means the time that the Lord will be coming, some of us will be alive, but some of us will be dead. So it is those that are dead in Christ who will rise first. When they rise, they will go and be with the Lord in the clouds. Then we will also join them. And the moment we get there, that is where we are going to be changed. And as we see the appearance of the Lord Jesus, we are going to be changed and our bodies will be fashioned like unto his body. Wow. And if, if, even if you read the verse 17 carefully, you will know where we are going to be with the Lord. Listen to this carefully. He said, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord where? In the air. And so sh shall we ever be with the Lord. So where are we going to be with the Lord? Where are we going to be with the Lord? In the air. Where is the air? Where is the air? <laughs> the air is the atmospheric wind around us that we breathe. That means it is the same place on this earth that we are going to be with the Lord. Are you getting it? Oh, Jesus. But they told you that Jesus said he's going to prepare a place for you and where you he is, you'll be with him. So now where is the Lord going to be? He said, I will come for you so that where I am, there you shall be with me. Now, let me take you even to the book of, book of Revelation and unfold certain things to you. Now, put this at the back of your mind, people of God. 
all that we are waiting for right now is that the Lord God Almighty, Jesus, will descend. And this time around, the Bible told us in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. Listen to what the word of God said. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. The Bible said, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin. Are you getting it? Now listen to the way the ISV says it. So the Messiah was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear the second time. Not to deal with sin because the first time he appeared, he dealt with sin by dying on the cross for all men. But this time around when he's coming, it is not a matter of sin. He is appearing to those that are eagerly waiting for him. To bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting for him. So the second appearance of the Lord is for salvation to be brought to those that are waiting for him. And we that are waiting for him, the Bible calls us that we are children of the light. So when that day is coming, to those that, do, that are not waiting for him, those that are not waiting for him are those that have not believed in him. To them, his coming is going to be like a thief in the night. But we that are not children of darkness, but are children of light, to us, what we have been waiting for has come to us. What we have been waiting for, that which the world told us that we have no hope, it is called glory. That is what we have been eagerly waiting for. So you see the word of God said, All creation waited endlessly for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is a certain glory that we, are, we have hope of receiving. And that is the reason why Christ is even in us. That is why we say Christ in us. The hope. We are hoping that one day a certain glory will manifest. And when that glory comes, this body is not going to be under the subjection of evil. That is what we are waiting for. Now, let's read something. Are you getting this? So Jesus is bringing salvation to us who are waiting for him. And the question is, which salvation? Which salvation? Let's read something from the book of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 20 and 21. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Listen to me carefully. Somebody should post it here for us. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Can you all hear me, please? If you have it, you can post it here. I want everybody to see it. Can you all hear me? Good. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. If you have it, you can post it here. 
Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now, the word of God said, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. Who shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able to even to subdue all things unto himself. Ah, what, what a verse. This all oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Let me read from the the version that prophetess Linda just posted. He said, But our homeland is in heaven, and we are waiting for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come from heaven by his power to rule all things. He will change our humble bodies. Humble bodies. Now it is from the word human that we got humility. Humble, humus. Are you following? So when we say humble bodies, we are talking about this human body. The Bible said, by his power to rule all things, he would change our humble bodies and make them like his own glorious body. Ah, ah. Oh my God. Has your pastor ever told you this thing I'm telling you? No. But it is in the Bible. Why are they not telling us? Nobody has even told us that we are. And why is all these things going to happen? Here on this earth when Jesus appears. We are not going to heaven to take it. Why why are they not telling us this? Because they went for a certain Bible college. And they have taught them what to teach. So that is what they are telling us. Not what the Bible. You see. That is why it is always good to study. I'm telling you, when God opened my eyes onto these things in the year 2014, I was like, oh, a day. What so what 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 is what is the mistake? Now put this on the back of your mind. This Jesus that is that will be coming, he's coming down to the earth. To rule with those whose bodies will be changed. Are you with me? And when our bodies are changed, we are going to be like the Lord. We are going to rule on this earth for a thousand years. And that is what the word of God talks about in the book of Revelation chapter 19. Now let me take us there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, let's read from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 1 downwards. Follow me. If you have the ISV version, I think it will be it will be easy. If you um, 
post it here so that everybody can read from this side. I just want everybody to read from that, this side. That is why I always wait for somebody to post it in there. All right. The book of Revelations, chapter 20. Some of us, our pastor don't even read from that, from that book. Because Revelation, they see, eh, okay, oh, so, now, yeah, basa. Ready. Ah, may the Lord have mercy on. I don't even know what to say. So we choose the places we want to preach and teach. Meanwhile, we are supposed to know our end. Ah, we sing songs that say that our end is the glory of the Lord. But they tell you about the end and they make it look like that you don't see any glory in it. Glory no heaven. Glory now. So the hope of glory now we, we are hoping for that glory we are hoping for. And when in all the things they put to us, where is that glory? Ah it's okay. You let's let's um Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 downwards. The Bible said, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the abyss and a huge chain. Verse 2, he seized the dragon, that old snake, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. You see, so that thousand years that Jesus would descend, that thousand years that Jesus would descend and reign with us, Satan at that time would be bound in a bottomless pit, known as the abyss. <laughs> I'm going to take time and I think we have to start from the first we have to start I'm talking about understanding the book of Revelation we will start knowing when the book was written who wrote it which people did he write to everything because you can't understand that book without knowing all these things then gradually, because many of us we think revelations is going to happen uh, in 275 years to come. Oh, may God have mercy on us. Some of these prophetic words have been fulfilled. <coughs> How many times do you see men of God preaching about what and teaching into the end times? The only thing they know, repent. But the kingdom of God is at hand. When you go and ask them, what do you mean by the kingdom of God is at hand? You will hear things. You will hear things for your ears inside. I'm telling you. They don't know anything. But they are pastors. I don't blame anybody. Honestly, I don't blame anybody. But it is bad. If only you have a people to pastor, you are not supposed to let them be like this. Because the, the shepherds are killing the sheep. Somebody said, it feels like taking them to court. <laughs> it is serious. Though. Pastors will always shout, receive your breakthrough. Amen. It is good to receive breakthroughs. Marital doors. We do them here. But we don't sit down and, and we, we, we don't sit down empty-headed and we don't know what is ahead. No. For what? We need to know. And we need to know the reason why God is even giving you that breakthrough. That is what 
when you go to prophetic churches, everybody has become selfish. If somebody is not ready to grab, hey, grab somebody's blessing, grab somebody's nonsense. <laughs> you are going to grab whose blessing? <laughs> And no quantity, give the Lord a shot. Yeah, what to the now for no, you say, My neighbor, my neighbor today, just say, ah. People will shout, Yeah, yeah, empty head. They don't know anything about Christ. The only man said, Miss if you, Miss if you, Miss Jimmy Shepherd, yeah, yeah, and say, Munusa, the bonnie, Nimian, Obeshere, or Bonim, the Sana Bayfubioku. You see, I'm not being too harsh, but you see plenty of people in a particular church, empty-headed people, because the pastor himself does not know what to teach them. Like, what, what? Mentiasye. The Christo need to say Christo ba and the M.C.C.N.O. When it is a bonny for Samsa, so our Christo was doubtful Christo Yesu was he or bad? Don't you know that this reign is going to be so glorious on this earth? At that time, because Satan had been bound, so all the thousand years that Jesus will descend, change us, and will be rulers with him on this earth. That is the period where we are going to judge the angels that did not obey God. You remember Paul told us that we are going to judge angels? We are going to be judges with Christ at that moment. Sin will not have dominion over you because Satan has been bound and your body has been changed. It cannot be under the influence of sin. Things will change in that realm. They call it the millennium. Oh my God. I wish we would get time to go into that. The millennial reign. Today I was in prayer. God began to show me certain things about the millennial reign. <laughs> My wife was in the at the hall, and I began to shout. He said, "Honey, what are you talking?" I said, "Don't worry, relax." I, something was moving in my body. <laughs> hey! Where somebody would think about you, and you just appear there. It is going to be like the resurrection of the Lord Jesus when he resurrected from the dead. The Bible said he appeared to about 500 people at the very same second, minute, at the same time. We call it multi-location. Multi-location. Where you are at plenty places at the same time because your body has been changed to a glorious body. A glorious body is, is not limited. A glorious body to a glorious body there is nothing like distance and time. Oh my goodness. The word of God said two people were on their way to a place called Emmaus and they were talking about it. We said Jesus some the, the the people that they were following a certain man by name Jesus, they said this man has resurrected from the dead. And as they were talking about Jesus, Jesus appeared with them and he was walking with them. <laughs> they did not know. 
And while they were about ending their conversation, they turned and they saw Jesus. And the Bible said he opened their eyes and immediately they understood that that was Jesus that they were told that was in their midst and he disappeared from their sight. Ah! <laughs> At that point, people of God, that period, Satan will be bound. For thousand years, we will reign with Christ. So glorious. So glorious. So glorious. So, so glorious. Now, let me show you how things are going to happen. Follow me. In the book of Revelation chapter 20, the Bible said, The dragon, that ancient serpent, also known as the devil and Satan, he will be tied for thousand years he said the angel took him threw him into the bottomless pit locked it and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were over after that he must be set free for a little while so you see this satan that will be captured for the thousand years of our reign with christ on this earth at that moment we are not going to look like this body that sin can take dominion over you. No, we are going to, our bodies are going to be fashioned like the glorious body of Jesus. That is what the Bible told us. So Jesus will be kept in the bottomless pit. Sorry, Satan will be kept in the bottomless pit for thousand years. And that thousand years is actually going to be the years, the millennial reign, where our bodies have been changed. We are glorious beings with the Lord Jesus reigning. And listen, it is not going to be only our body that will be changed. Everything around us, it is going to look like as if we are back to the Garden of Eden, where everything will actually realign to the purpose of God, where we will walk in the midst of lions and no one will hurt the other. This will change. It is the realm of glory that Jesus is bringing back to us. As it were in the times of the Eden, where the devil entered the garden, this time there will be no serpent to enter the glorious realm because he had been bound. Oh. 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 And they are not telling us this. Listen, if you're a believer in Christ right now, rejoice. For there is a day of glory that is coming. <laughs> when Paul said, they said, this thing, we are using it to comfort you. I was so happy this afternoon, my wife did not know why. Things were moving in my body. It is for this reason that we will never sin. It is for this reason we won't lie. We will, we will stick. Oh, that which is coming is so glorious. When you begin to gaze your eyes on these dimensions, what then crime will you focus on having three girlfriends? You, it will not cross your mind. You are thinking beyond. Hi. When you get this understanding, you go on your knees to pray. Even in this realm where Satan is still at work and we cast out 
have devils like this? Hey, is this realm where Satan is even at work and we are manifesting healing like this? Then what about the period when this guy will be bound for thousand years? What will happen? <laughs> oh my God. My God. My God. My God. You see, Satan has seen these things going on. He knows that ah, he's a failure. Eh? He knows everything written in the scriptures. But when the time comes for him to be bound, there is nothing he can do. There is nothing he can do about it. He knows he's limited in power when it comes to Jesus. Because at that moment, Jesus will sit on his white horse. And his army will be with him seated on their white horses. And the Bible says there is a name written even on his forehead like the word of God. My goodness. And the name was also written on a certain sash on his lap. The king of kings and the lord of lords. That is why when he's coming, he will roar like a lion with a shout. And any demonic thing on the earth misbehaving will run away. When the lion roars, every other animal in the field will find a place to hide. For at that moment... The earth and the heavens will fuse. It is called the new heavens and the new earth. Do you remember that in scripture? That moment you'll be on this earth. You will lift up your head like this. And you are seeing angels flying in the heavens. (laughs) The heavens and the earth will be one. You can decide to enter into realms of the heavenlies and return. You will not need prophetic vision to see angels. They will become companions and friends. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for this day. I can't wait for this day. This is what they used to comfort the believers. When they are being killed by the Roman Empire. Don't worry. A day will come. When we shall all be resurrected and shall be changed. Comfort yourselves with these things. What a glorious day that will be. When we are face to face with Jesus. Oh my God. I feel energized in the spirit. Now listen to what is going to happen. The Bible said. After that Satan has been thrown to the bottomless pit for thousand years. After the thousand years of our reign. Now. What will happen in that period of the thousand years? Once we are reading, what are we going to reign over? And what will happen? Now listen to this. The word of God said, after the thousand years of our reign, Satan will be released from the bottomless pit for a while. Because the guy is with his cohorts. Put this at the back of your mind. I told you that this guy is... Gathering demonic entities. They are trying to take charge of the earth. They are gathering. He's he's training an army to battle with the Lord. It's so funny when it is in the sight of God. And let me tell you. In this battle, once our bodies have been changed. Oh. Listen to what the word of God said. 
the, the word of God said that the angel threw him into the bottomless pit, locked it and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were over. After that, he must be set free for a while, for a little while. Verse 4, Then I saw thrones, and those who sat on them were given authority to judge. So you see, at that realm, we are going to be given authorities to judge. We will sit on thrones. We are going to be kings. That is when the king of kings will be a proper manifestation. So when you see Jesus the king, you will see all of us sitting on our thrones as kings. <laughs> we are going to judge. And the word of God said, I also saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or hands. They came back to life and ruled with the Messiah for thousand years. So you see, that is talking about those that will be resurrected from the dead that we all will be changed and we will start ruling. Are you following? Good. Now let's continue. Verse 5. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years were over. This is the first resurrection. Are you getting it? So there are many people that will be dead during that period. Some were believers that died. So those that were believers that died, they are in Christ. They are the ones God will resurrect. But there are those that do, did not believe in Jesus that were dead. They will remain dead. So in all these thousand years where those that were dead in Christ came back to life, reigning with Christ, with Christ and all of us, those that did not die in Christ will still remain dead. Hey, so a first resurrection will take place. Now let's, let's go further. The Bible said in verse 6, How blessed! And holy are those who participate in the first resurrection. Hey, the second death has no power over them. They will be priests of God. And the Messiah will rule with him for a thousand years. People of God. People of God. Say, or see how blessed and holy are. Hey. Now, listen to this. Listen to what will happen now. Verse 17, the Bible said, When the thousand years are over, Satan will be freed from his prison. He will go out to deceive Gog and Magog, the nations at the four corners of the earth, and gather them for war. They are as numerous as the sons of the seashore. Verse 9. They marched over the broad expanse of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. Fire came from God out of heaven and burned them up. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and suffered where the beast and the false prophet were. They will be tortured day and night forever and ever. Listen to me, child of God. I want to say this so that we all will have understanding. Now, put this at the back of your mind. The word of God told us that when it comes to the plans of God, the natural comes first, then the spiritual 
comes second. So everything that God has purpose to do, he actually said it and it is manifesting again and again. So now, God told Moses when he took the Israelites out of Egypt and they were going to the promised land, when they were in the wilderness, God told Moses that, come, let me show you something. God took Moses to heaven and he saw a temple in heaven. And God said, when you come to the earth, build the same type of temple you have seen in the heavens on, on the earth. So when Moses came back from the realms of the heavens, God gave him parameters and measurements and he built a tabernacle now this tabernacle speaks of everything that god has purposed and planned to do on this earth don't forget it don't forget it are you following don't forget this this tabernacle speaks of everything that god wants to do has purpose to do don't see it as just something something big no it is speaking all about god and his plans so jesus was actually the symbol of the temple when it was there so when we read the bible in the book of john chapter 2 the word of god said jesus looked at the temple and said this temple you see i will break it down and build it in three days and the bible said the people were angry they said we used 49 years to build it how can you break it down and build it in three days and the bible said they did not know that jesus was talking about the temple of his body so jesus said this physical temple you see here it was made by human hands but god does not dwell in Ten tents made by human hands. So God wants to dwell in a tent that he made with his hands. So he's going to make another temple which is going to be called the, the body of Christ. Then God will come and dwell in. And that body of Christ is called the church. And he used our physical bodies also as a connotation. Are you following? But the same pattern and manner that things were done in that temple, that is how things are also done spiritually. Even in this, your body as the temple of God and also the entire body of Christ. So listen, I remember I told you about the coming of the Lord that was a judgment upon the, the Israelites that was actually against the temple. When the other time when I was talking about the coming of the Lord. It is that same thing that is unfolding in our time. Are you following? That same thing is unfolding in our time. People of God. Let's put this at the back of our minds. All these things we are reading in the book of Revelation has actually happened in the time where God brought judgment upon Israel. And it is unfolding again in our time. And we pray that the next time we meet, 
I will go on to talk about the Antichrist. What are they say Antichrist? We talk about the beast, the mark of the beast. Talk about 666. We are going to talk about that of what will be written on the forehead and on the right hand. Oh, I will take you back to history and you know that all these things have actually happened. <laughs> I'm telling you, these things have happened and they are unfolding again. May the Lord help us and grant us insight in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So please understand that after our thousand years reign with Christ, the devil will be released again. And when he is released, he will go and deceive Gog and Magog. Understand that at, that at that time that John was writing that prophetic book in the book of Revelation, Gog and Magog were actually cities that were at the northern side of Israel. So you see, it will look like he was talking about something that is supposed to happen in Israel. Now listen to what he went further to say. He said... He said, this Gog and Magog people that Satan went to influence them to fight, they marched over the broad expanse of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. So you see, we are talking about Israel. Jerusalem was known as the beloved city. Where Gog and Magog encamped around the whole Jerusalem. <laughs> And I'm going to talk to you about how Gog and Magog actually has been fulfilled. And we know who actually, you know, assembled and encamped around the beloved city and what they did. But the Bible says, fire came from God out of heaven and burned them up. This battle that is going to happen is known as the Armageddon War which we have heard about you see how the battle actually ended according to scripture fire came from God to consume them so we are not going to use guns no bullets, no bomb, nothing understand even if it is going to be like that at that moment your body has already been changed to a glorious body nothing physical affects you it's so amazing so please go forward fast and pray receive divine grace cast out devils teach people to grow in the Lord if it is the prophetic the Lord has given to you prophesy Keep praying. Build a legacy. When you get money, build houses. Build auditoriums for churches. Don't throw money away and say we are going to heaven so all these things will be useless. Be there. If you have any money and because of heaven you don't want to use it, my account is ready. You just put in me half. We have to build a church for God. Send it. Send it to me. 
<laughs> May the Lord help. So you see, some of you, as I'm talking to you, you go to church tomorrow. And when you go to church, some of the pastors will say things that you will get confused again. Oh, then let me catch somebody saying, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas tomorrow. You will see. We know our Lord Jesus Christ was born on the 25th of December. We learned this yesterday. If I catch you, whether physically or spiritually, I will bite. I will bite your ears. You don't know. We came to this world. We came to meet certain things. We don't ask questions. my son, it is me, It is me, A So you see a, a young nice lady when you open the person's brain, the good treatment a dress, makeup, my my husband, my my boyfriend. Yeah, my ancho, my ancho was as usual. May the Lord help us. Put this at the back of your mind. We are journeying to God. Do you know that? And the time where we enter into the most holy place, where the Ark of the Covenant is, and the light of glory, which is the Shekinah glory of God, appears. When we enter into that realm and we come face to face with that light, that is when the Lord Jesus has appeared for us to be changed like him. So as we are talk, as I'm talking to you right now, we are actually inside the holy place. We are the church, and the church is the seven lamb stands that is standing inside the holy place. We are journeying into the most holy place. That is where we are about to go. And when we enter into that realm, glory to Jesus. May the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh my God, I'm so excited in my spirit. This news that you have heard is actually called the gospel of the kingdom. Doesn't it sound good to you? It is the good news of the kingdom. May the Lord help us and open our eyes to have clear vision and understanding of that which he has set ahead of us in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right. God bless you, people of God, and keep all of you strong in the name of Jesus. Please remember that God willing, next week, Tuesday, 
exactly on the 28th of december exactly 7 p.m holy ghost time we are meeting right here for mega one word from the lord it's going to be our last mega one word from the lord in the year 2021 so please get ready and we are also going to pray and launch ourselves into the year 2022 we are supposed to bring two tokens one apple and one white candle make sure if you don't have it now get it now don't wait till tuesday because what time the tuesday draw david the any better if food the any so better nothing that was why she do a mere call now you baby no get it now all right god bless you god bless you and i said this if you have any gift to give me because we are ending the year you can send it to me i'm ever ready to receive gift but don't say it is an xmas gift or christmas gift don't say the fact that we are not celebrating christmas does not mean gifts should not be given so if you have purpose in your heart to give me a gift and you are saying oh the prophet does not celebrate christmas so he will not give i will enter your dreams I'm telling you. <laughs> Good. Please, if you have your communion wine here, those of you who are supposed to receive um, the vaccination, the COVID-19 vaccine, if you have your communion wine here, I'm praying over it. I'm praying over it. Lift it up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stretch forth my hands in the spirit, even upon these tokens, O Lord. And I decree, let it be your blood that will enter into the bodies of your people and prevent every evil negativity from touching their bodies. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is actually a seal of divine immunity. When they receive the COVID-19 vaccines, I pray, if there is anything negative in it, the moment it enters the body, let your blood nullify it in the name of Jesus. They are permanently decreed even to be them that have divine immunity. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Alright, so you take some this evening. Take some. Make sure you finish by Sunday evening. Yes, if I believe in God for the fruit of the womb too, and you have your tom tom, let me let me see your hand. Let me pray for you. Don't worry. Don't even show up your hand. I'm just if you have it, just lift it wherever you are. I'm praying for you right now, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. I stretch forth my hands even to touch this token of candy. I pray that by your direction, let these tokens be the sign of children. As they partake of it, hey, let their wombs be opened and let children from the abode of the Lord be released. We hear testimonies and the cry of babies in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I call it that. God bless you. God bless you. And keep all of you strong. Please, God willing, tomorrow I'm going to meet all the covenant partners at exactly 4.30 p.m. 
I'm going to meet all the covenant partners at exactly 4.30 p.m. We are going to pray. And in the evening too, I'm going to meet my sons and daughters. So if you are part of the loyal sons and daughters WhatsApp, get ready. In the evening, we are going to meet. Please, I'll make it open so that the school of the prophets can also join the sons and daughters. Uh -huh. I'm going to help us understand certain prophetic um, signs and symbols. May the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 024031255. Keep supporting God's work. The Lord will be a great blessing to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Send this message to your pastor. Let him study and learn. God will be a blessing to your life. God bless you. Greetings from my wife and family to all of you. Not Merry Christmas. Shalom. Bye-bye.